Hello, and welcome to this first ever edition of Keeping Edinburgh. My name is Gus Hallower. I'm a singer-songwriter and a musician based in the capital. You'll probably get to know me a bit better as the series goes on. Think of Keeping Edinburgh as a what's-on guide, showcasing the good things that go on in our city. Keep listening to hear firsthand from people and communities who are keeping Edinburgh well, keeping Edinburgh healthy, and in this episode, keeping Edinburgh connected. Later this episode, we'll head to Capital Theatres to their monthly Teen Jam music session for people living with dementia and those close to them. They can sing the songs and dance along, which they maybe wouldn't be doing if they were sitting at home on their own. It's music, and music stimulates people's brains. Yeah, and dancing with people. People, when they come here, they will leave with a smile on their face. Sometimes these people who attend these events haven't had anyone to speak with all week, and we're that person to just listen, have a conversation, be a friend. And at the Eric Little community, a converted church in the heart of Morningside, we're at the community living room, a weekly session where people can just be together. In this room, people have shared very, very deep emotions to each other. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's been a place where people can open up and, um, if they wish, find a friend to, to talk about the issues that are facing them. But first, I've got my favourite white jacket and my best trainers on, so time for a muddy dog walk? I haven't really thought this one through. Hi, Sarah! We are on the side of Arthur's seat near Duddingston. I'm Gus, it's lovely to meet you. Sarah is a volunteer dog walker, and this is Jack Russell Terrier Thanks. Nipper. He's Hiya. very, very friendly. Hiya, Nipper. Hiya, hello, hello. I shouldn't have worn my white jacket. How are you yeah. doing, Nipper? Hello. Wait, oh, I'm sorry about your jacket. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I'll chuck it in the wash, it comes out. <laughs> yeah, hello. I'm Sarah, Sarah Wright, and I'm a volunteer dog walker, and we're just taking this little dog for a walk in the beautiful sunshine on this lovely Tuesday morning in Edinburgh. Nipper needs walks. You yeah. said twice a week you walk Nipper. Yeah, I do. And that must be I a do. massive help to people. <laughs> what, what does it mean to those people that you're doing something like this? And what does it mean to yourself as well? Yeah, so, I mean, I think with this little guy, without obviously saying too much, things just happened, quite a few difficult things in life happen to the people who are his humans and so they definitely needed some support in in terms of knowing that they were able to keep him because he's so good for their well-being right and they love him but circumstances were just against them really so I think it was just a perfect fit because um, Heather who um, is the volunteer manager I think she knew that I just love dogs (laughs) and she knew that I would be always looking for the opportunity to just um, help people out in walking their dogs. Sarah is one of hundreds of people across Edinburgh who came forward during the Covid pandemic wanting to volunteer to support and lend a hand in their communities. From vaccination centres to helping with shopping to general neighbourly support. And I felt like lots of other people that it was just really important to try and get amongst it and help people out. And now that volunteer spirit has been harnessed and has become Volunteer Edinburgh's community task force. As a direct response to the pandemic, the city now has around 500 people like Sarah still regularly doing large and small tasks for people who need help. When they're in that kind of a situation where they just can't quite do it as much as they'd like to on their own and it just eases their worries a bit you know about 
making sure that he's getting what he needs. It's like he's looking for something. He's smelling things. He's digging up the ground a bit back there. Oh, he's found something here. He's like, in, <laughs> yeah. he's like, oh, it's just a spot to he's pee. Got, he's, got to, <laughs> he's got to mark his territory. That's what there he's he is. He's, he's kicking his back legs, digging up some air. Uh, and Some it's grass lovely. There. I was round here the other week and none of these uh, blossoms were out yet. For yourself, Sarah, what do you get out of walking nipper? Oh. Apart from all the steps you're getting in. <laughs> yeah, I get a lot of steps. All of my friends know me that I'm completely, completely obsessed by dogs. <laughs> you know, if I'm walking down the street having a conversation with someone, if I see a dog, I will just stop paying attention to the person I'm with. And that's just the way it's always been. I get to be outside. I get to see a little dog having fun. I get just joy at times. I, I laugh when I'm out with Nipper so much because he's such a character. I get just mental benefits, well-being benefits, both physical and mental health, being out and about. I get, it's kind of hard to articulate, but I feel like I'm doing something that I should be doing. Like, I just feel that it's the right thing to do, to be engaged with your community and to help where you can and when you can. I know from having spoken with this little puppy's humans that just taking him out really helps them and so then that makes me feel good. It's about caring for each other and being part of your community and seeing maybe a side of life that isn't your own but you can still find common ground mm -hmm. with people and you can still just treat each other kindly. Surely that's all about what being a human is, exactly. right? Exactly, yeah, yeah, I really think so. So after your walk, Sarah, you're going to take Nipper back yeah. to Nipper's humans? Yeah, so I'll take him back and I usually have a bit of a natter. I let his humans know where we've been and we just have a quick chat. And then I confirm with them when I'll come next. And then as far as I understand, he'll probably, from what they've told me before, he'll probably sleep most of the day. <laughs> um, and I'll go home and get on with my work and my day and I'll give my dogs a cuddle after I've cuddled Nipper. And that's it. It's Heather at Volunteer Edinburgh. It's just us. In a busy office on Leith Walk, this is the hub, the nerve centre of Volunteer Edinburgh's community task force. It's never really a dull moment. We're not twiddling our thumbs an awful lot. <laughs> Franz is going to come at 10.30 on Saturday morning. At the moment I'm organising the community task force volunteers that go out and help people across Edinburgh. Thank you. Bye-bye. So currently we have 470 community task force volunteers who may help with a little bit of shopping, collecting prescriptions, delivering hearing aids and looking after people in Edinburgh. When the pandemic started, there was a rush for people to volunteer and we consciously thought about it a lot. We thought about how volunteers can actively be, be busy over this period and offer their help. And so we put a system in place so that we had six members of staff interviewing volunteers. Out of that legacy, we now have a team of volunteers that are willing and able to help people in Edinburgh, whether coming out of hospital or if they just have a small need that 
requires a volunteer to help. There's been a huge change in society since the pandemic. And people are living in blocks of flats where their neighbours have all changed. And so they no longer know anybody, but they themselves are not able to get out. So they need help. And what we're able to do is help and with compassion and friendship and in a kindly manner. One of the benefits of the Community Task Force is its flexibility. You can fit volunteering around a busy life and do as much or as little as you can. It's very flexible. Heather from the Volunteer Edinburgh, she drops the email. Can you help with this task? And I can say yes or no. Hi, my name is Cam Ghazi. I'm a computer scientist at Design Microchips and I started working and helping a volunteer Edinburgh since the beginning of a pandemic. And sometimes I'm very busy with work, so I have deadlines approaching or I'm flying, so I can't be available. So I can easily say, oh, I'm really sorry, Heather, I can't do this today, but I can go back tomorrow. And also, I work Monday and Friday from home and I try to put these shopping in my lunch break and also it gets me out for a walk, meet someone and I do something positive and I burn some calories that I've been sitting and eating all day. So. <laughs> Today's task is just a shopping for the elderly lady. Hello. Hi Carol, this is Cam from Volunteer Edinburgh. Thank you. Hello. I've got the list and the money. But I'll show you the sort of things I'm looking for. Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So one hummus, two yogurts, one quiche, one loaf of bread, three bananas. Uh, bread. Would you like dark? Where are you huh. from, Karen? I'm Iranian originally. All right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've been here for ten years now. All right. Yeah. So you've been to Malaysia? I Kuala have. Kuala yes. Kuala Lumpur. Um, uh, yes, I've been to KL and Singapore, which of course is separate. Yeah. Yes, we, we, uh, I spent m much happy time there. Anyway, I'm keeping That's, you back. Uh, no worries, no worries. Okay. We'll see you shortly, yeah? Yeah, okay. We picked up the money, we picked up the list with the exact details and the coupons, and we're just gonna happy go shopping. The first thing, you boost your confidence. Also, you kind of see end of the line. How you're going to end up. You might be one of those guys that someone you re rely on someone and comes do the shopping for you. That gives you a bit of insight, knowledge of how you plan your life and how you go through your life. Do you want to be a happy person and live happy until you get to the end of the life? Or you just want to be moaning, annoying, and angry for everything that happened. So it gives you a choice and it gives you knowledge. How do you feel when you go home at the end of the day, you know you've helped someone, you did something very good for your community and for some another human being, right? If we all try to a little bit be empathetic to each other and take care of each other, how much it can make a difference? Like lots of people who volunteer, Cam says he gets as much out of doing it as he puts in. It's a two-way benefit. I benefit in terms of helping someone and uh, mutually they receive the help with the shopping. And I boost the energy for both. 
and you happy to pay 30 pound to do the counseling to sit and someone listens to you you can talk to these guys for hours for free <laughs> so <laughs> you can sit down and tell entire your life and they are open-hearted and they can sit down and talk to you and also you know you, you feel you belong to the society you flown blown to this community and you build up the memory you build up the connection you build up the emotion so it's your home so why you don't care take care of your home Another very interesting story actually, through the Edinburgh volunteer and the help that I put through during the coronavirus. Last year I got invited to the Queen's party and that's such a heartwarming because I'm a foreigner in this country and they recognize the help I do for the country and they just invited me, me and my partner, we went to the Queen's party and meet quite lots of like nice people. How many people there? <laughs> They get the chance to meet uh, King Charles, even though, you know, quite lots of people, they live in this country, they're born in this country, they don't give a chance to go there. Well, we can't guarantee that you'll get invited to any royal garden parties, but Heather says it's easy to get in touch, whether you want to join the task force or feel you could benefit from a bit of their help. It is amazing, actually, what the people of Edinburgh have offered. People can fill in a form online on Volunteer Edinburgh website under Community Task Force Volunteers. We have a, a form to fill in and we will then phone the person individually and find out what they actually require. Anybody can phone us, anybody can use that form and it's a very easy number 0131 and we will get back to you if we don't pick up the call instantly. So we do phone back and we do respond to everybody. And as regards volunteering, it's a very flexible option because people can volunteer and they don't have to commit to a regular slot. They can just help out when they're available. And people can choose as and when they want, whether it's once a week, once a month, or as it suits them. They can commit as many hours as they feel happy to commit to volunteering. You are listening to the very first episode of the Keeping Edinburgh podcast with me, Gus Harrower. Huge thanks to Volunteer Edinburgh's Heather Yang and to Sarah and Cam and the hundreds of other amazing community task force volunteers all across the city. Wherever you're listening to this, you'll find show notes alongside the episode player. We've put information, links and contact details there for all of the organisations featured. Next, we're heading to the south side of the city, to Morningside's Holy Corner. Just a quick warning, there is some discussion of feeling suicidal in this next section. My name is Rilke. I'm the involvement coordinator here at the Eric Little community. We're quite lucky. Where our building is no, it's a church. It's an old church, and we've carved out the the center of it and have built various rooms where we're able to have activities uh, such as the living room that we're in right now. And um, we also have yoga and seated dancing and a variety of, of many different activities that our community members can come and take part in. <laughs> the community living room takes place at Eric Little every Friday afternoon. It's just one of dozens of sessions they run every week. It's really just an open door, a warm, comfortable space to relax, get sandwiches, a slice of cake and a drink, and to spend time with others. 
the people that that you see around you here that come every come every week they take a, a big part in in making it what it is at the moment they choose themselves what what games we we purchase we bring in how to structure the the sessions the layout of the room every detail is is a decision by the community well we all we, we all come in uh, we come in like from one o'clock till three you have the sandwiches and uh, cake and then um, you know, a tea or coffee you have a chat about you know different things that are going on and then after that um, you play games you know where dominoes or kerplank or sometimes it's uh, table tennis or you know darts as well <laughs> ah, I there's <laughs> always meeting people I thoroughly enjoy coming and the, the various events the city dancing the music the art programs so the activities here don't just give you exercise they also use your brain calligraphy Chinese calligraphy they themselves decided that they would like to have a space where they can just come and, and have a cup of tea and have um, you know chats and, and play some games. Like a living room, but for the community. You know, in, in this room people have have shared very, very deep emotions to each other. You know, it's it's uh, it's been a place where people can open up and um, if they wish, find a friend to to talk about the issues that are facing them. Well, I've been coming to the Eric Oyal Community Centre because my wife was taken by dementia. She really enjoyed it very much so. I would be very lonely and very sad and have no will to live. This gives me a will to live. It's taken me five years and I've had stress and anxiety because I'm still suffering from bereavement. I lost my husband. And then uh, COVID, it, you know, pulled me down a lot. I couldn't see my daughters. And uh, I just, you know, felt really, really alone. Once my wife died four years ago, I was told I'm no longer a carer, but they still kept telling me to come as a community, not just necessarily as a carer. So that's what I've been doing for the last three or four years since my wife died. And I've thoroughly enjoyed the, the friendship I suppose it fills my day. I still, I still miss my wife, very much so. Like many of us, people here point to the pandemic as a very difficult period for them and say the support of the Eric Little community has played a key role in helping them to bounce back. You know, that three years was a hell and, you know, and I just self-harmed because I was just, you know, getting really, really low and, uh, and I just couldn't cope with life. There's times when I tried to take my life and, uh, you know, I tried to commit suicide and I've got a CPN because, you know, I was going through a bad time. CPN, that's short for Community Psychiatric Nurse. And uh, now I only see her, you know, every fortnight or every uh, month. So, uh, so I don't see her as often now as I used to because I'm here and it's, you know, uh, cheering me up a lot more, you know, being with other people. I volunteer here as well. So, I, you know, I enjoy volunteering in the cafe. I'm meeting different people. You can hear firsthand how the community living room is helping people connect and socialise. It's what Eric Little was set up to do. Yeah, so it's actually our, our main vision, really, is to live in a community where no one feels lonely or isolated. So that is why the ALC is here, the Eric Little community is here. Our mission, really, is to bring people together in their local communities to enhance health and well-being and have a positive impact on their lives. And it does feel like 
all of our activities, perhaps especially the living room, uh, works towards this goal to really reduce isolation and, and be an open door for everyone. Again, a living room uh, that is open to the community. And if that sounds like something you'd be keen to get involved with, Roka says you're absolutely welcome. There's no need to book ahead. Just come through the door and uh, you'll be offered a tea, a sandwich, a, a chat, a smiling faces. And, and it's, it's uh, yeah, there's, there's welcoming absolutely everybody. Everything that goes on here is for your well-being. I think I'll be coming here for the rest of my days if I can. If you can rack up the courage, don't have to talk straight away you know you just listen to other people and you know just try and join in the, with the games and uh, you know all the activities and see if it you know uh, helps you in any way i've got five see your second Hiya folks, how are we doing? Good hi. to see you. Hello! Oh, hi Maureen. Hello. I'm glad to see you've made it at last. <laughs> we made it. This is Gus, by the way. Good to meet you, Maureen. I'm Gus, how are you doing? I've been holding out on you. I'm the host of this podcast, and I told you at the start of the show that I'm a musician. Now, what I didn't tell you is that the third and final visit of this episode is to a project that I'm very much involved with as a musician and arts therapy freelancer. Yeah, I'm going to be playing the songs today. Oh, good. So no pressure. No Hope pressure. you enjoy it. This is our first time. Fab. First time. Good so. stuff. Oh, it's good. Good yeah. for you. Yeah, thanks yeah. for coming. We are in the Capitol Theatres. We're in the foyer of the Festival Theatre here on Nicholson Street. Everyone's coming in, getting ready for the Teen Jam. We've got someone that's brought their guitar today, which is very exciting. They've come all the way from Fife, I believe. We've got the regulars coming in, picking the best seat in the house going up to the table for their teas and coffees and their biscuits. Capital Theatre's tea and jam sessions are for people living with dementia and those caring for and closest to them. Although others can attend too, everybody's welcome. Music has a particular magic for many people with dementia. It can help them to express themselves, reignite happy memories, to share their feelings and ideas, and most importantly, to connect with those around them. I think today could be quite rowdy, I've got a feeling. You can tell when everyone comes in and they're already bouncing and dancing and singing. It's a fun energy. It's a good energy, there, yeah. yeah. The sun is shining. I know I'm going to be sweating by the end of this. <laughs> I can already tell. Good morning, folks, if you don't mind. Sorry to interrupt any conversations going on. So, it's good to see you all. Thanks so much for coming. I'm Gus. The idea of the session is this is Teen Jam. I'm going to play a bunch of songs. If you want to get involved, dance, sing along, do that. Play a bit of guitar, Alan. I know you've brought the guitar along today, so we've got a seat here if you want to come up, join along. Alright, folks, so there's tea and coffee on draft up there, so just help yourselves, biscuits and whatnot. I'm just gonna get started and just say uh, have a good morning, alright? My name is Lucy Jeffrey, and I am the Creative Engagement Coordinator here at Capital Theatres and I run the Dementia Programmes. It's really a session for folk to come along and have a good time with some music, some songs that bring up some reminiscence for people and if they want to have a boogie with us they get a boogie, a cup of tea, a chat and it's really just companionship and company for everyone. 
My wife had dementia, but she passed away recently. So yeah, we've come along to this for a number of years and thoroughly enjoy it. It's good fun. We make old friends and we, we sing along. We both love music and we enjoy singing the old songs. And we also like to see the effect it has on the people who come along because sometimes they might come along and look a wee bit down and once the music gets going, it completely changes them and gives them something to, and they can sing the songs and dance along, which they maybe wouldn't be doing if they were sitting at home on their own. It's music, and music stimulates people's brains. I mean, it starts them off, you just play three bars and people start singing songs that they've known when they were kids and thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah, and dancing with people, it's great fun. How are we doing? Cheese and coffees, we all okay? We all all right with cheese and coffees and your biscuits? Now, Alan, I wonder if you want to come up and join us for a couple of songs. Do you want to come up and bring your guitar up? Yeah? Let's do it. We've got Alan with us today with, our, with his guitar. Here we go. What are we going to do? The, the, the Beatles. The Beatles. Yeah. Which one? Yes, here we go. We're rocking now. Right, that's it. Over to you, Alan. My name is Alan Vincent Bull. My name is Marie Bull. Yep. And we've been married for 48 years. 48 years. <laughs> it's been a long time that we've been looking for something like this. It was my daughter saw it and sent me the link. Alan was diagnosed early onset, <clears throat> six years ago, and it started in his 50s. Yeah. Which is difficult, but the thing that Alan has is... He can play the piano, play the guitar, and loves music, which is oh, for sure. which is the best thing there is. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, yeah, yeah, definitely. The relaxed atmosphere to be somewhere that you're not worried about things. No. Because we do go to shows, shows and yeah. Alan loves the Beatles, and we've been to tribute bands yeah. with the Beatles. <laughs> But sometimes love, love it. Really love it, eh? you're worried about people beside you if you're if somebody's expressing themselves just a little too yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So this is a relaxed atmosphere, and yeah. Gus was amazing. He saw us outside while I was fiddling with my phone to try and find my tickets. He saw us, and Alan with his guitar, and encouraged Alan up, which he didn't yeah, need too much encouragement. Stay where you are. Do you want to top up teas and coffees? Do that. I'm just going to literally take two minutes. I'll be right back at it for the last wee half hour, okay? We've just wrapped up our first wee set here at the Teen Jam. Had Alan joining us on the guitar. It was great fun. He was rocking out. People were up dancing. I'm absolutely knackered, but we've still got one more rocking set to go. So I'll make sure people are twisting and people are shouting. On a Texas Sunday morning. As a theatre, what we get out of these sessions is we get to engage with our community around us. We want everyone to be able to access the arts regardless of their age, their status, whatever. And these sessions are a lovely way for us to engage with the wider community and bring people together. It might seem surprising that a theatre is putting on this kind of session. It's one of the things we're looking to explore in this series, that any number of different charities, businesses and organisations, not just in healthcare settings, are doing brilliant work in loads of different ways to support people's wellbeing. Sha -la 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 -la. Sha 
I think no matter what, people, when they come here, they will leave with a smile on their face. Sometimes these people who attend these events haven't had anyone to speak with all week, and we're that person to just be able to listen, have a conversation, be a friend. Regardless of whether they remember each individual session, they remember that feeling of warmth and feeling accepted and valued. And that's our, it's so important to everyone to have their voice heard and to have a good time and know that we are here to support them as best we can. For an hour and a half, we're keeping active, we're keeping engaged, and we're keeping really connected with, the, with not only the, the company of Capital Theatres, but also everyone around us. It's brilliant. I'm so glad to be here. Really, it started for me uh, during lockdown. I had just suffered a, a mild stroke. It wasn't too bad, but it saved isolation for me to join in all these things. And I just have to commend Capital Theatres for their insight into what was needed during the lockdown with all these initiatives. It's opened up a whole new world to me. Let's finish off with a Scottish tune, shall we? When I wake up, well, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who wakes up next to you. When I go out, yes, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who goes along with you. And if I get drunk, well, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who gets drunk next to you. And if I have We didn't know what to expect. It's lived up to any expectations. Everyone has been so kind and so welcoming. I, I just think it's something great to look forward to. It's another activity that you don't feel is restricted in any way. And I just, just make life better, knowing that there is somewhere's come to enjoy it and it's something that Alan loves doing because some things do get closed off to you so it's great to have something that we will both look forward to coming to. Yeah. What a laugh. I'm going to go and pass out now, I think. <laughs> That's it for episode one of Keeping Edinburgh. Thanks so much to all of our organisations and people featured today. And thanks to you for being with us and for staying with us right to the end. Now, I know podcasters say this a lot, but if you've enjoyed listening, please subscribe to the podcast. Most importantly, if you've heard anything that sounds like it could help you or someone you know, do take that next step. Reach out, get connected, share your newfound knowledge, or even just tell people about what you've heard so they can listen and connect others too. Just tell folk to search for Keeping Edinburgh on Apple, Spotify, or wherever they get podcasts. And don't forget, links and contact details for Capital Theatre's Teen Jam, the Eric Little community, and Volunteer Edinburgh are all on the show notes for this episode. Keeping Edinburgh is hosted by me, Gus Harrower. 
I also composed the music. The series is a bespoken media production for the Edinburgh Health and Social Care Partnership. Production by Dave Howard and Cleo Comerford. Sound design is by Joel Cox. The concept was designed by Dr Linda Irvin Fitzpatrick, Cleo Comerford and partners from Evoc, Bespoken Media and NHS Scotland. <laughs>